Hi, everyone, and welcome to Fantasy Football Fanatics. Uh, my name's Andy, and I'm here with Ben in LA. Hi, Ben. Hello. And I've got Matt in London. Hi, Matt. Hello. Let's get right into it with Football Highlights of the Week. Um, Matt, why don't you go first? Um, so, my Football Highlight of the Week is Matt Schadenfreude Corner, um, because I almost transferred in Kalasinac, um this week, but instead... At the last second, subbed in Jota. So I'll find out how Jota does tomorrow. But um, I was cursing my own uh, flipping of a coin yesterday uh, as Klasnitz had a, an assist and a clean sheet. And it was all looking like a disaster because lots of the players have him. Um, only to see him then score an own goal, thereby ruining his bonus point potential, taking away his clean sheets and getting minus points. So he went back down to two points from about 12-ish. Um, so that had me chuckling to myself. Um, uh, and, and all those unlucky Klasnitz owners, which I think both of you are <laughs> at the moment. Yes. Well done, Matt. Uh, Matt, you, you <laughs> left out. Um, he also got a yellow card for holding onto the ball. You know when, when players concede right at the end and they're ahead, they like, try and hold onto the ball so the opposition can't get them. Oh, I hadn't even and spotted it, that. That's it's, even better. That's it's even a better. completely useless tactic because I don't think it actually saves him any time when he got booked. So, yeah. That was especially <laughs> frustrating. <laughs> yes. So uh, that was that was Matt Shard before the corner right there. Not only class and that was my highlight of the week. And that is in fact why you're going first on the highlight of the week as well. So so well done. However, um, how do you feel having made the decision for Jota over Kalasinac, How do you feel about Jota being uh, doubtful for Newcastle game? Um, so I haven't checked this uh, last couple of days but like the all, all the feedback I sort of in the research I was saying it looked like he was at least training and therefore hopeful to start on Monday night um, so I'm it's a gamble but I'll see see what happens all right okay thanks for that Matt great highlight um, Ben why don't you bring us a better highlight um, so my football highlight I think it would be a miss to not mention Man City's hiding of Chelsea uh, that we've all just finished watching 6-0. I think the thing that I think we will all like the most is before this game week, Chelsea were were in fourth place. And this is the result that actually takes them not only to fifth, but actually to sixth place. It's the perfect result for uh, Manu and Arsenal to leapfrog them. So... I'm sure Duncan's happy. Um, we're happy about that. Um, yeah, they were just... Man City were impressive as usual. And Chelsea, Chelsea's tactics and just level of effort were, I think, really shocking. Uh, defensively awful. Um, so it was a bit painful watching because I don't have any City players. But um, I do hate Chelsea. So uh, I did enjoy them getting getting smashed. And at, at one point, I was kind of wanted more. I was like, let's see how... Let's see how badly they can lose because it was four nil after twenty minutes. Um, so yeah, I love I love seeing Chelsea lose. So that's my football highlight <laughs> of the week. I did feel sorry for a couple of them, like uh, all all season actually. Since Chelsea started losing, I I felt sorry for Jorginho and Kante in particular because I don't think Jorginho has really done anything wrong. He's just been brought into a Chelsea team that doesn't need him, and he's definitely doing his best. He's just not good enough defensively for the. And that means that Kante then has to play, despite being the best defensive midfielder in the league, has to play this weird, like, shuttling, quasi-offensive role, which is rubbish at. And, like, 
and I, I could both of them, I, I don't hate them like I, the, the reasons to hate Chelsea don't really apply to those two, I don't think. Um, I don't know, I, I, I felt really sad what, like watching them run around the pitch, try their best, but it not being good enough. That actually made me sad. Yeah, I also felt a little bit bad for, uh, I think Rudiger was trying, but it looked like no one else in the back line was, was really helping him out. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, my football highlight of the week is uh, a technological development that I think has added a lot to the game. It's the, uh, the manager cam. Uh, when, we, when we were sort of growing up watching football, we never had this sort of um, this camera constantly pointed at the manager who's not actually part of the game. And it's, it's not helping your understanding of the game at all by watching it. It's just pure theatre. But because managers are all kind of weird and interesting, it's, it, it, I find it adds a lot to my enjoyment of the game. Um, and the thing that's the sort of trigger for me saying that this week was, um, I don't know whether, whether you both watched the whole of the game or just the highlights today, but um, did you see Aguero's miss? Yeah. Which was hilarious. It was one of the best misses I've ever seen. <laughs> and um, so the players sort of put that, all of them, like all of the Man City players sort of put their hands to their heads and like looked at each other in utter disbelief of what they'd just seen. Like the, 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 the league's best striker missed one of the easiest chances you'll ever see. And then it panned to Pep Guardiola, who um, started exactly the same way. But then his entire body just gave way to his weight and he suddenly crumbled to the floor and ended up with his head on the turf and his like <laughs> ass up in the air. Like, I don't know what happened. And he stays there for ages. And then he sort of slowly gets to his feet looking really sheepish as though like he's just done something really embarrassing, walks to sort of a different part of his area and then carries on as if nothing's happened. <laughs> it's like, what <laughs> all of that happened? <laughs> It's brilliant entertainment. So yeah, manager cam is my highlight of the week. Um, there is, I really enjoy watching Unai Emery on the, t- on the touchline as well. He's a lot of fun. I enjoy watching uh, Solskjaer because he's always happy. Uh, Sari smoking his cigarettes. Like I think there's a, there's a lot to watch on the sideline just for pure entertainment. So that's my highlight who, of the week. Who would be the most boring manager cam in the Premier League? Uh, I think probably who gets the least the least camera time. Maybe Roy Hodgson's pretty boring. Yeah, Roy Hodgson, too old, has to sit there. Yeah. Um, mm. Well, I think it's very too old because Neil Warnock is uh, really entertaining, even though I think he's the oldest manager yeah, in the league. So That's true, that's true. Um, but yeah, I, I reckon Roy Hodgson is probably the most boring manager. What do you think, Matt? You agree? Who, who is Watford's manager? Uh, Javi Gracia. Yeah, he's pretty boring yeah. too, isn't he's he? He's sufficiently boring that I forget who he is. So I imagine <laughs> he'd be quite boring to watch. I just feel... Even if you like him hot. Remind me who he actually is. I don't know who Huddersfield's manager is. <laughs> he's the youngest ever manager in the Premier League, I think. Oh, really? Because um, he's like, they're, they're, they're preparing for the championship mm-hmm. already, aren't they? So I think that's probably why. All right. Moving on from managers, uh, let's do a, a game week review. Based on current scores, Matt, you are, you are winning. So why don't you go first? So I think I'm, I'm winning out of us three, but haven't necessarily done very well this week. Um, uh, and I might get a red arrow in the overall rankings. So I'm on 55 at the moment, uh, which is thanks uh, mostly to uh, having Salah as captain, which worked out. Uh, Pogba in the team, which was amazing. Um, and Robertson got me nine points as well. And Edison's just picked me up seven points. Um, the rest of my 
team seem to be dropped uh, as far as I can see. So Rashford and Lindelof both got rested, which I, I sort of knew was going to happen, but sort of hoped wouldn't happen. Um, and then Abamyang's illness uh, meant that he couldn't play as well, which is especially frustrating because I was hoping he'd get me a, a hatful of uh, points against Huddersfield. And instead he's got me zero. So I'm actually going to have 10 players play this week for me. Um, but 55 points, uh, hoping I've got Doherty and Jota to play tomorrow. Um, so hoping that I'll get a it, it's sort of an average to reasonable score. I've got to be happy enough, but um, but only having 10 players actually play is uh, slightly frustrating. Yeah, that that is a killer, isn't it? When you only get 10, I think a few of us have been impacted by the uh, the illnesses and, and, and rests of, of this week. Um, my team... Uh, pretty similar. Bamiang and Rashford not playing is hurt because then I have Juan Basaka and Tarkovsky coming from the bench. Um, Tarkovsky went through a similar journey to Kalasanac where his team was cruising at 3 0 and then just randomly conceded. Very annoying. Um, so I'm going to have, uh, once my bench comes into play, I will have 57 points with both Doherty and Patricio still to play tomorrow because I'm really hoping for a clean sheet against Newcastle. Um, I had Pogba, so I was captain. I transferred, my transfer this week was Mane in for Sane, the rhyming transfer. Um, which was positive, but not as positive as the other thing that I could have done, which was Aubameyang for Aguero, which I didn't do because of the blank game week coming up. But um, I think all of us are ruining our decision to have Aubameyang instead of Aguero right now because he's obviously had an absolutely amazing couple of weeks. Um, I was saying off the pod that one of my uh, other leagues contains a team that got 133 points in one game week and went from uh, from about 80 points behind me to now ahead of me in that league just in a single week because of... Uh, that um that, that double game week for City. So um he has actually Sterling, Aguero and Laporte. So very annoying, but hopefully that'll catch up to him next week. Uh so yeah, I'm gonna end up on fifty seven plus whatever uh, Patricio and Doherty do, which you know isn't actually a bad game week, but because Aguero is so good, not having him I think makes it a bad game week for both uh, both of us, Matt, doesn't it? Mm. Uh how did how did your week go, Ben? Yeah, so um I'm on fifty three uh, with Doherty and Jimenez to go. So hoping Wolves do the business tomorrow. Uh, yeah, very similar. Captain Salah uh, had Pogba, had Son. Um, the Kalasinic thing was really annoying because he. my transfers for this week were Alonso to Kalasinic. Um I don't know what Alonso ended up on today. It was probably like minus two or something. I don't think he so many go- goals. The really annoying thing about the Kalasinic own goal was um, obviously an extra time, but I was kind of like, oh, maybe he got unlucky and they like hit him. But when I watched it, it just looked like he literally just kicked it into the <laughs> goal. I was like, he finished it well. I was thought, like, yeah. what? Calmly what are you doing? The back of the net. I was so mad um, because he was on three bonus at the time too. So he basically went from 12 points to two points in like a minute. Um, so that was annoying. Um, obviously, like all of you guys, uh, lack of City coverage has been really hurting my rank. Um, not only Aguero, but I think some people have Sterling still too. I know Gary has Sterling and he, he got a brace today as well. So, um, yeah, apart from that, Firmino got me an assist, but he really should have scored a lot more. Um, he, he missed a one-on-one. Um, it doesn't look super clinical right now. So, yeah, he's, he's a, probably someone I'm looking to ship out soon as well. So, yeah, I think... 53 is going to be a red arrow. So um, I'm hoping I can catch it up a little bit next week when when City have a blank and at least they can't hurt us because they don't play. 
<laughs> yeah. Do you think maybe Kolasinac just didn't pick himself this week? Is that what happened? Maybe. Um, but I think I think we've been shouting him, especially you, Andy, as, as a very attacking Arsenal asset. He basically played left midfield um, in the 3-5-2. So he's definitely a good pick, but it's so Arsenal's defending is just really frustrating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very annoying that one, isn't it? Um all right, so I think we've we've all got red arrows this week, despite getting what on the face of it seems like good scores. So that's very annoying. But um, we'll, we'll obviously see what happens tomorrow. Um, moving on, we've got the uh, the preview of next week's uh, fixtures, which is an interesting one because we have two fixtures missing next week. We don't have uh, fixtures for Brighton or Everton or Chelsea or Man City next week. So it is kind of an interesting one. So anybody who's kind of overloaded on any of those teams is going to end up um, having to use their bench uh, judiciously. Uh, the first fixture is going to be Cardiff-Watford and that's one from Matt. So I don't know if many players have got many Cardiff or Watford assets because both teams seem to sort of share the goals around their players. Um, players go into small patches of form. So I've had the misfortune to put Pereira in my team who scored quite a few goals this season but not during the five weeks that I owned him. Um, and this game looks like it's another one that's quite close. I mean, Watford are the better team, certainly more skillful. But Cardiff on a run of form at the moment, um, they've won back-to-back wins. Um, and even with like 25% possession, they seem to be able to create enough chances to just by lugging the ball into the box to, uh, to get some goals from somewhere. Um, so I, I reckon it's probably going to be a score draw. I don't think either team can defend especially well. Um, but I, I wouldn't be picking any of their assets just yet. Um, cheap as they might be, it's very hard to predict um, if any of them will score each from week to week. Would you like to give us your opinion, Matt, on uh, Uman Yass? Uh, do, do he, does he even play for Cardiff? Is he, is he that good that he doesn't make Cardiff's team at the moment? No, no he's, he's played uh, 180 minutes in two weeks. Oh, has he? I, he just seemed invisible. Um, I haven't, haven't noticed him on any of the highlights of Cardiff games. Uh, I think all the other guys are scoring goals for them. Fair enough. Well, he does have a 100% win rate this season, so hopefully he can continue that against Watford. <laughs> yeah. and, and how many goals so far? Say again, sorry? How many goals was it he scored this season? Do you know, uh, these days in the modern game, Matt, um, it's often the uh, the wingers <laughs> that tend to, tend to score yeah. the goals and the striker tends to contribute elsewhere to the greater good of the team more than they used to. So um, I think... That's, that's great. But in the case of bets about who scores the most goals, it's quite an important feature of this player. Well, we'll see. Um, Hopefully he'll score a hat-trick against Watford and therefore overtake Jenk Tosin in the overall rankings. <laughs> at least, please, Jenk Tosin played. He missed an open goal um, <laughs> last, yeah, yesterday, but uh, at least he's getting those chances. All right, well, let's, let's move on from that fixture because it's not a particularly tasty one. The next one is one for me. It's West Ham against Fulham. Um, coming off from quite contrasting results in the previous game, um, Fulham, I thought, looked absolutely dreadful against Man U. I mean, they they they've always all season they've uh, they've had a bit of a cutting edge going forward, but struggled at the back, which made I thought Ryan Babel quite an odd decision because he's an attacker, not a defender. Um, but he's obviously good too. Um, so they they did create chances against Man U, but their defence was just woeful. 
Um, a man who didn't play very well, I didn't think, going forward in that game. Um, Lukaku was awful. Um, so effectively playing with, with 10 men and still won 3-0. So I, I worry about Fulham generally, regardless of who they're playing this season. Um, so I think West Ham could fill their boots in this game as a result. They're a bit of an inconsistent side. Um, you know, you never know which West Ham's going to show up, but I think they, you know, they just come off the back of a decent, a decent result. Um, and I, I you know, Fulham is just so bad at the back. So if you've got Felipe Anderson in your team, definitely play him for this one. Um, if you've got, uh, what well, basically anybody from West Ham that's going to be first team could pop up with a few points. And I, uh, I think that it's a, you know, a really, really good, good, good week for them. Um, I wouldn't go crazy and start transferring in West Ham players because I don't think they're that, that. I don't think they're that good, really. But the Fulham are terrible, so that's my my shout for this week. Does anyone disagree with that? No, I just want to give a special shout out to uh, Le Marchand, who is awful. <laughs> He's awful at centre back. <laughs> um, his attempted tackle on—I know Anthony Martial's goal was really good, but he he was shocking. He made so many mistakes. <sighs> Yeah, he did. Even uh, Sanchez, Alexis Sanchez should have scored. That's that's a pretty bad sign already when you're giving Sanchez a chance like that. He literally just sort of... Sanchez was standing between the two centre-backs and Lamarchon tried to pass it across to the other centre-back, like over Sanchez's head, completely missed it and put Sanchez through on goal and the, the keeper rescued him. But seriously, like, he, <laughs> he's awful, isn't he? Yeah. All right. Um, what for Ben next? Uh, Burnley against Spurs. Um, so Burnley, I think, have well and truly turned it around. Um, really impressive away victory against Brighton. Actually managing to score three goals, which I think is the first time in a long while they've they've scored um, three goals. And I think Gary's gut punt from last week, Chris Wood scored as well. So um, good pick by Gary. Um, Spurs, I've been really impressed by. I think they've just... They've had a lot of injuries, but they're still hanging around kind of in the title race. Um, I think it may catch up to them once they, they resume Champions League action this week. Um, but yeah, another another impressive win today where they grounded out. Um, Ericsson and Hyungmin Son scoring. I think Llorente getting an assist as well. So I think this will be a hard-fought win um, for Spurs. But I think Burnley are, are really going to make it difficult. Um, Tom Heaton looks in really good form, made a lot of good saves against uh, Brighton. Um, I want to shout out Ashley Barnes at 5.6 million. He's, he scored a goal in his last three games. So he's, his scores are six points, five points, and 11 points in the last three games. So I don't know if he's not a super sexy option in attack and there are a lot of good options at that price range like Jimenez and Rashford um, but if you're looking for a Burnley player he he might not be a bad shout because I don't think they blank in um, the game week 31-33 time frame I think Burnley Burnley play all those fixtures as well but probably wouldn't get him in for Spurs but um, I wanted to shout him out because he's been doing pretty well so yeah I, I, I predict a hard fought win for Spurs Yeah, I think that's a pretty solid um, prediction. It could, it could end up with Burnley at home. It could end up being a draw, maybe. Uh, what, what do you think, Matt? I mean, I think it's a pretty good prediction. Spur, I mean, Burnley are definitely playing a lot better recently, um, and I'm tempted to put Tom Heaton on my side at the moment. Um, 
because he's getting those save points and they they are seem to be racking up a not quite clean sheets but like uh, seem to be tightening up at the back and being the Burnley of old recently. Um, but Spurs just all season um, have somehow I don't think they've drawn a game all season so predicting a draw seems like um, a, a sort of a, something that's unlikely to happen. Uh, they just seem to grind out the victories. Uh, I've been very impressed with Spurs. It's sort of quite gutsy, um, even if you don't expect them to, to or, or even if they don't deserve to win sometimes, they still manage to, to just get just enough to get over the line. And I'm very pleased I've got Son on my team again because he seems to be on fire this season. Yeah, he's going to be uh, 11, 12 million next season, isn't he? So it's definitely a season to have him. Yeah, yeah he seems like a, one of the best players in the league at the moment. Um, so we're going to continue asking Matt questions. He's got a fixture next. It's Bournemouth against Wolves. Well, this is difficult to predict because Bournemouth are that team that just like, you just don't know whether they're going to turn up each week. Um, but at home, I think they tend to be a bit better than away. Um, Wolves will find out tomorrow how they do um, in their Monday night game against Newcastle. But they're, these are two sort of mid-table sides that quite like to score goals. Um, so I, I, I predict it'd be sort of a, maybe a, well, I think the easiest prediction to say is maybe a goal-scoring draw um, as they sort of cancel each other out. But um, Jimenez is a player I've been sort of uh, eyeing up and envying for, for weeks upon weeks because I've never quite got round to the transfer to put him in my side and he's gone up in value and he keeps seems to be scoring and getting bonus points. Um, but likewise, Bournemouth, I think Wilson's injured at the moment, but he might be back soon. Um, another great fantasy asset this season. Brooks has been injured. I don't know. If, is he back yet, Andy? Ninth of March. Yeah. Um, but then Ryan Fraser again might pop up with uh, some goals and assists. So uh, good game for fantasy assets, um, this one. Yeah, that, uh, that certainly would seem to be the case. Um, ben, do you have anything to add to that? Um, I, th- I think Josh King actually is looking pretty good. Um, I thought he was one of their best players against Liverpool. Um, and he scored. He scored two goals against Chelsea um, a couple of weeks back. So he may he may continue to profit um, when if Callum Wilson continues to be injured. The only problem with Bournemouth assets is they have Arsenal and City next. So probably not looking to bring them in at this point. Yeah, I think they've got a nice run after that, haven't they? So that's uh, that's the time to start playing Bournemouth players. I think. Yep. Um, it's a good shout. Yeah, this feels like the fixture that like <clears throat> most fantasy managers will follow because like they'll have at least two or three players um, in this game, and yet no one else who supports football will be following that closely. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's true. Bournemouth, sorry, um, Wolves have got a pretty uh, nice run of fixtures coming up as well. They've got Newcastle, Bournemouth, Huddersfield, and Cardiff for their their upcoming fixtures. So it definitely looks like a time to have Wolves players. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, well, I'm up next with a, with a real humdinger. I've got Newcastle against Huddersfield. Um, Huddersfield, I think, are the worst team in the league. And so I would expect Newcastle to beat them at home. Uh, for, so for those who... There are a few people who have players like Rondon, maybe Matt Ritchie, um, sort of hanging around as enablers in their side. I think this is one of the games where you might want to pick those players. Um, I don't really see Huddersfield doing anything against anybody at the moment. So I think they're all, they've already decided that they're going to go down and they're planning for that. Um, so yeah, I'm expecting a, a Newcastle win by one, two goals, something like that. Um, so I've, I've got Dubravka. I will be playing Dubravka in this over Patricio because I think 
a, uh, a Newcastle clean sheet against Huddersfield is far more likely than a, a Wolves one against Bournemouth. Um, so yeah, that's kind of uh, all I have to say about that really is Huddersfield are awful. Um, anything for you guys to add? Yeah, I think Newcastle clean sheet looks a really good shout. Huddersfield can't score against anyone unless it's Arsenal in extra time. <laughs> well, no, even then they don't score, right? That was sab- yeah. that was like uh, auto-sabotage. Auto-sabotage, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, Huddersfield's like the easiest game to predict recently, isn't it? Because they just, they just lose. <laughs> they play quite well, quite plucky, but can't score a goal. So inevitably we're going to lose. Yeah, unfortunately so. Um, so let's move on from that one because there's not really much to say about it. And on to Leicester Palace for Ben. So I did not watch Spurs Leicester, but um, I assume Leicester did their classic play okay and then then kind of lose. Um, they didn't capitulate. I saw Jamie Vardy didn't start and came on and then missed the penalty. So... Um, probably not great for his confidence. Uh, Palace, um, hard-fought draw against West Ham. For those on Batshuayi watch, he's still not starting, but he, he, he's getting a little bit more minutes. So looks like Benteke started and then Batshuayi got the last 30 minutes. I, I'm pretty sure it won't be long till he's starting because I think Benteke missed another like one-on-one. Um, he's not super clinical. So, yeah, I don't know. This one's kind of a tough one. I think um, Zaha has also been playing better now. So I, I may just hedge my bets and say uh, this might be a score draw. I know a lot of people, um, because of Leicester, about to ever go on a really strong run, like a, a sea of green. A lot of people are looking at Pereira at 5.3, and he got an assist today against Tottenham. So, yeah, um, Leicester about to get good fixtures. Um, probably um, starting with Palace. I'm not super convinced by them yet, so I'm, I'm probably wait and see on my my Leicester players. But yeah, I might go score draw for this game. Yeah, that's a pretty solid bet. Um, I sort of reluctantly have Wambasaka in my bus team right now because um, the rest of my defense is like I, with with Manu playing Liverpool and stuff like that. It's it's, it's a a bad week for my my defensive players, but. Um, I don't really want him because I think both teams are probably going to score in this as well. Yeah, I think for I think for this game week, it's it's basically about trying to field eleven players right without taking hits. So I'll be I'll be shipping out one. I'll be playing one Bissaka too. <laughs> Just hope for the best. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, the next one: Arsenal are playing Southampton, and that's one for you, Matt. Um, so this is the Sunday appetizer before Man U Liverpool, um, and I, Arsenal at home should should win it. Um, I'm hoping Obama Yang recovers in time because he seems to be quite good at home uh, at scoring goals. Uh, I thought Lacazette and Kalasinats also looked pretty good picks going forward, and then um, Iwobi and Mkhitaryan sort of like quite decent players, but they sort of get rotated quite a lot, so you can't really pick them with much certainty. Um, they should have too much for Southampton, who have just dropped into the bottom three. Um, Houston Hattel seems to be doing sort of okay for Southampton. They've certainly turned their form around a bit, but I think like a bit like Palace, they just seem to struggle and, and Huddersfield. They just struggle to score goals. Like they can create chances, but very few of their players are very good at finishing chances. And so, I suspect um, this will be like a close game. But Arsenal just have the more clinical th- finishes and win 
maybe two nil or something. Um, interesting question for you is what do you think about um, Lacazette? I'm going to read out his uh, his recent points totals. He's got six two eight seven two nine, which although there are no double figures there, um, there's there's quite a few goals scored. He scored one two three four five in his last uh, well, one two three four in his last six rather, um, and he gets the odd assist as well, especially for Aubameyang. Um at nine point four. Uh, if you look at the sort of list of top scoring forwards this season, you've got Aubameyang, Aguero and Kane on uh, 150, 140, 132. And then Lacazette's only 10 behind that. And he's a good 3 million cheaper than, than Harry Kane. So do you think that's worth looking at? Or do you think that's uh, a slight, um, a deceptive stat? I think he's definitely worth looking at. Because he, he's passing the eye test as well as scoring the goals uh, of late. So he's at four in his last six. Um and it's a nice price where you're probably going to save money if you downgrade from a premium asset. Um, he's got Southampton at home, then Bournemouth at home, and then it's a couple of uh, trickier games, like away at Spurs and, and, and got Man U at home. Um, but Arsenal are scoring goals. They're good going forward. Uh, defensively, they they always seem to concede a goal. But yeah, Lacazette's like a very tempting pick at the moment, I think. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Um, especially given that he uh, he seems to be getting more minutes recently as well, which was the the issue with him earlier in the season. Yeah, if Aubameyang doesn't recover midweek, um, then I'll be tempted to just do a straight swap for Lacazette and save some money. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm considering the same thing as well. Um, okay, good. Um, the last fixture. Oh, look, I've got Man U against Liverpool. Look at that. Um, potentially the title decider if uh, if Man U can can beat Liverpool. Um, this is going to be a really fascinating game, I think, because they're both teams that Liverpool are one of the two best teams in the league. So you'd always expect them to be good. Um, therefore, they pose probably the greatest threat so far to Solskjaer's unbeaten record. Um, Man, you look so good going forward, but so bad at the back. Uh, it, it really, I think, depends on which team manages to, to wrestle hold of the ball more and sort of attack more. It could be a really high-scoring affair, this, if, uh, if, the t- if the attacks really are on top. Um, I think if, it was, if Liverpool were at home, I would be predicting a Liverpool win, but they're not. It's at Old Trafford, so I think that kind of might turn the tables and make it a, a narrow Man U victory, but I definitely expect both teams to score in this game. I don't think it's going to be one for the defences, so um, for, for you, Matt, I don't think Lindelof is going to be uh, keeping a clean sheet here, and for the rest of us, I don't think Trent or Robertson will be. Um, I think it's one for the attackers. So although normally you would try and avoid playing attackers against Liverpool, they haven't looked that good recently. You can put that down to their right back not being available, but still, I think they've, um, they're on a bit of a run of conceding. I think it's one for, for both teams. If you've got attacking assets, play them because they're gonna, it's, it's going to be a high-scoring one. This It's my, my shout. What do you guys think? I reckon both teams are quite counter-attacking. Like they prefer to be in the lead and just to counter on the opposition. So I think the first goal will be incredibly important in this one. And I think that whoever does get that first goal could end up running away with it um, just because of the nature of the styles of play that both teams have at the moment. Um, so, yeah, great ones for attacking players. Uh, as you say, probably not so great for defenders, um, but really could go either way. Yeah. Well, there's one more thing I meant to say actually as well, which is that particularly for Man United, Rashford and Martial have great records against Liverpool. Uh, Martial, when he first sort of arrived, he uh, announced himself by uh, by tearing Liverpool apart down the left wing. Um, and also Rashford last season um, had 
his best performance of the of the season was against Liverpool as well. So um, this is an opponent that both of those players like to play against. So it might be one where they pop up with the goods. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, the only the only thing I'll add is um, both teams have pretty tough Champions League fixtures before this game. I, I'm pretty sure neither team will rotate, um, but it may be worth just seeing about like tiredness and injuries. Man U, PSG, uh, Liverpool, Bayern. So, and also it, 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 those results may affect like the confidence level. Like I can imagine if if Man U beat PSG, like our confidence will be super high. And same with Liverpool and Bayern. So. It'll be good. It'll be good to monitor those matches leading into this game. Yeah, I suppose for the neutral, if uh, if both teams can win in the Champions League midweek and go into this on a high, that could be a a really really fun game to watch, couldn't it? Yep. Oh, we beat them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God, yeah. Can you imagine if they beat us? It's going to be awful. Um, but we have to prepare for that eventuality. I think, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> All right. Well. Um, with it being a, uh, a smaller game week, that brings us to the end of the, uh, the, 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 the fixture previews. So we move on to our... Let's go for Whipping Boys first, shall we? Who do we think of the Whipping Boys, Matt? Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> are you, are you no, sure? That'd be quite are one-eyed. Sure? <laughs> <laughs> That's maybe quite one-eyed for me. Um, I think there's lots of like quite close uh, games which could be, quite, could be a draw this week. So I think... The best chance of a whipping boy uh, would usually be Huddersfield, but Newcastle don't score many goals. Maybe Southampton uh, away at, at Arsenal. Yeah, I go Southampton, but honourable shout out to Fulham. Yeah, I was going to go Fulham actually, but if you guys are both going to go Southampton, then I'll be outvoted and, uh, and we'll say something against Arsenal. Okay, so there you go, Southampton whipping boys. Um, let's have a look at clean sheets, shall we? Um, as always, Matt, you get to go first. Hooray! Can I go for uh, Newcastle at home to Huddersfield, please? <laughs> you can. Uh, ben? I'm going to go Spurs. Spurs. Away to Burnley. Ooh, interesting. Even with uh, with Wood and uh, Barnes being in such good form. Barnstorming yep. form, no less. Yep. Okay. Um, I am going to go... Actually, there aren't very enticing-looking clean sheets this week, are there? I'm going to say Cardiff against Watford, Matt. All right. Uh, I would go maybe Arsenal at home to Southampton. Um, that's the last one I can see that I'd like to go for. Yeah, the only the only other one you're gonna put, could be Watford. You're going to put Arsenal clean sheet. <laughs> I know, but that, that shows how the paucity of options there are next game week uh, for clean sheets. You know who their defenders are, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I think that's probably... What were you going to say there, Ben? Uh, you, what, what for could keep a clean sheet against Cardiff, I think? Nah, no chance. <laughs> <laughs> You you don't like Watford, do you, Andy? You never seem to, you always predict they lose um, and don't rate them at all. Well, no, that was more a uh, an Umani ass thing than a Watford thing. I've actually i've um, i i've accepted defeat on the Watford thing uh, a few a few weeks ago. Um, they have at the start of the season. I they 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 ended last season so badly, and they came into this season with nothing looking different. So I just thought they were going to be they were going to be bad, and then 
all I saw when I watched them was the bad things that they did. It was just like reinforcing my opinion rather than actually forming a new one. But and also the things that they do well are things that I tend to generally undervalue. Like I, it took me ages to accept that Burnley were a good team as well. So yeah, I think that's probably what it is. But I have to. I, I've accepted defeat on that one. You were right, Matt. Watford are a good team. Good, good. <laughs> um, all right, so should we do uh, our gut punts next? Um, Matt, who's your gut punt for next week? So I'm going to go for Salomon Rondon uh, for Newcastle against... Oh, everyone always picks my gut punts before I get this. <laughs> please, please, Matt, so, tell us why. <laughs> nice, juicy, cheap striker uh, playing against the whipping boys uh, of the league um, seems like the obvious gut punt to go for and not, not a bad sort of one week game week shout if you stuck for a stuck for a striker up front um, yeah uh, Rondon seems to be doing quite well this season up front for Newcastle and uh, most of the their play goes through him in some way so uh, hopefully he'll get me a return all right can you remind us how your gut punt went last week uh it was what Tom Heaton? Yep. It was well. He was doing very, very well until they at the last minute conceded a goal, uh, which was irritating. <laughs> so what did what did he end up with last week? He uh, he must have got some save points, right? Uh, let's just quickly look it up. Uh, he got yeah, he got five saves, so he he got three points. Okay, so could have been worse. Could have been worse. Yeah, he's probably on for like a bonus point um, clean sheet. Um, up until the point that, uh, well, they considered a goal. <laughs> that no longer happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which annoyed me too, because I obviously have Tarkovsky. Okay, good. Um, my uh, gut punt is going to be, I'm just going to check his team selected by to make sure I can actually pick him. Yes, I can. It's going to be Chicharito, um, who is at 1.4% TSB. So the reason I'm picking him is that I think um, West Ham are going to take Fulham apart. Um, I think that the uh, the, the strikers that West Ham have are pretty. Uh, make, they, they sort of. I think Pellegrini, Pellegrino rather seems to. No, Pellegrini isn't it? Pellegrini seems to um, see the weakness in his team. The strength is in the sort of attacking midfield, and the weakness is up front. And so he seems to be sort of playing more forwards to try and hope that one of them will work. Um, I think anyone can score against Fulham, and so Chicharito, I think, will come up with uh, with something in this game, either from the bench or if he starts. Um, my gut punt from last week was Lukaku, who, on the face of it, should have been you know, basically the same logic, um, but was so awful that even against that Fulham team, he managed to not have a shot, I don't think, in the entire game. Uh, the number of passes he misplaced was awful as well. So um, I think that was more down to Lukaku being bad than it was Fulham being good. And I therefore see that banking against Fulham is still a decent tactic for the gut punt section. I thought your logical Lukaku was sound last week. Um, you were slightly unlucky it didn't come off. Yeah, he, he just, I've never seen a performance from a man you play as bad as, as um, Lukaku's was against Fulham. We still won 3-0, basically playing with 10 men. I also think that um, as soon as we took 2-0 lead, we sort of massively took the foot off the pedal waiting for PSG next week. So um, it was all who got those first two goals was what counted. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. OK, Ben, got a punt. Um, yeah, very similar logic to you, Andy. I'm going to go for Mikel Antonio 
he got an assist and bonus against Crystal Palace. He won the he won the penalty. Um, looks like he's playing up front with either Chicharito. I think Arnautovic didn't, didn't start this last game. So yeah, very similar reasoning. I think Fulham are awful, and I think the manager does like Antonio. He does play him a decent amount. So he is my gut punt. And my gut punt from last week was uh, James Ward-Prowse against Cardiff. I continue my streak of choosing the worst gut punts. <laughs> <laughs> James Ward-Prowse got one point because he got yellow carded. So, yeah, I, I've also made it clear I, I don't care about the gut punt league table. So, there we go. We'll see. When, uh, when, one, when one week your gut punt scores like... 20 points suddenly you'll start caring yeah i'll i'll wait till then <laughs> till i change my tune <laughs> i i see why your transfer policy is based purely on stats and stuff like that and so not, not at all what you think might happen <laughs> <laughs> good all right um so next we're going to captains and transfers uh matt you're up first um so i've got to make one transfer to get a, a starting goalkeeper in um although Hamer did start uh, last week, but he from the highlights of the match, he looked pretty bad. So I'm not sure if he'll continue to start when Lucille comes back. Um, so it means I've got to sub out Edison for another goalkeeper. Um, so I could switch him back to Allison, who I had before. Um, or I could go for a cheapy, cheapy goalkeeper um, and then use that cash in future weeks. Um, so I'm tempted by Tom Heaton. I'm tempted by Foster at Watford. Um, or I might go for Allison and just have like a double up on Liverpool defence. Um, so that's the thing I'm thinking about at the moment. Um, I've also uh, looking at my team for next week. Uh, I've got Aubameyang sat at captain at the moment, but he's still injured at the moment. Uh, it, it being ill, so if he doesn't recover midweek, then I might might be tempted into a four point hit um, to go for someone like Lacazette. Uh, to get a more surefire starter and a premium forward to, to, to captain. And my vice captain at the moment is on Son. I think that's all pretty solid logic. Um, I, uh, I'm interested actually to see. So, the, 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 uh, you, you have a Bamiang right now, right? Yeah. So, um, you're going to be, you're, you're, are you planning to have both or you're, you're getting rid of a Bamiang for Lacazette, right? Um, I, yeah, I wouldn't be able to afford uh, to get both at the moment without doing a few transfers here and there. Um, I guess in theory, I could do Edison to a cheaper goalkeeper and maybe upgrade someone like Rashford. But success is my other forward, so I need to save quite a lot of money to be able to upgrade him to someone like Lacazette. Like yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. Um, thank you, Matt. Well, my uh, my team next week. I'm not. I'm going to save a transfer next week because I'm already able to put out... I actually have no players from any of the teams that aren't playing next week. Um, so I'm able to put out a, a full team. So I'm going to save a transfer and the following week, I'm going to hopefully um, bring up my uh, my Man City contingent with two transfers. So um, no transfers for me next week. My captain at the moment is sat on a Bamiang because I think a lot of my players are playing difficult matches. I have two Liverpool players... So three Liverpool players and two Man United players in my uh, in my squad. So that kind of means a lot of my team has difficult fixtures. Um, but Aubameyang has an easy one, so he's going to be my captain. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the, the team basically stays as it is. I've got Mane and Salah, so I figure I'm probably covered for any goals that Liverpool score against Man U. I've 
Liverpool, which probably covers any goals that Man U score against Liverpool. Um, and then there's the, uh, the usual suspects in the rest of my team. Um, I was thinking about captaining Humin Son because he obviously is on fire and um, you'd expect him to be involved in whatever um, Tottenham do against Burnley. But I'm just not that sure that Tottenham are going to win that game. Like Burnley, having having drawn two all with Man United, the only non-win of Solskjaer's reign, um, I just think they're on a really good run now and might might put a surprise there. So Aubameyang's my captain. Um, ben, how about you? Um, yeah, my, my plan move for this week was always going to be uh, Firmino to Aubameyang because um, I was saving money to do that transfer. Um, we'll obviously wait to see. I mean, I assume he'll play because he's just had a cold or whatever. Um, but if, if for some reason he doesn't play, then I can do Firmino to Lacazette, like you guys talked about. Um, and then the, my, my Arsenal forward will be the person I captain. So most likely will be Aubameyang captain. Um, I haven't planned super well around this game week, so I've, I'm benching Hazard and Dean, which means I'll, I'll have to roll out Camarasa um, against Watford at home. So we'll see what Camarasa can do. Um, so yeah, that's my plans. I think longer term, I think Andy, you mentioned it, but I was also wondering, are you guys thinking about Man City players? Because they'll, they'll have three good fixtures. And then they'll they'll most likely have another blank, um, but looking at their form, it seems like it it seems like it's worth it, right? So, I don't know. The following week, I might do a either Hazard to Sterling or something like that. Well, my uh... I think Sterling Aguero becoming indispensable yeah. at the moment, aren't they? On the base of the last two two weeks, um, so you, like, you have to try and get him in as soon as possible. Um, yeah, that's do that's, you think? That's do you think like, their fi- their fixture pile up Champions League? He'll rotate more in the league. I, I guess he can't, right? Because they're so neck and neck, Liverpool. No, he'll rotate in the uh, in the in the domestic cups, I think, and then yeah. he'll play players first team in the. He has to play his first team in the league because otherwise he's not going to win the league, and that would be a disaster, right? Yeah, um, it's kind of interesting that he's completely lost faith in Sane. Um, didn't play today. Didn't play against Arsenal. Got hooked against Everton, and because he wasn't playing super well, so. I guess that narrows it down to kind of Aguero and Sterling as like the key people, right? Well, I think another, mm. I think uh, with De Bruyne coming back into the first team, that's the one player that you know he won't rotate. Uh, he even rotated David Silva today. So for, that's, actually, that's another interesting one as well, which is Gundogan, who seems to be the player that comes in in the midfield when, uh, when someone like David Silva is rotated um, at 5.7 million. He scored today. He often does when he plays. He pops up with a goal. Play so um, is a risk in that in that respect. Anyway, um, but I, I definitely think you want City players right now. Um, my my plan actually, I'm going to go pretty big on this, and uh, I'm going to lose Salah for Sterling uh, with my transfers next week, and Aubameyang for um, for Hazard. So I'm going to save a bit of money there by Ooh. by losing Salah. And that I hope will uh, will finance any uh, any other changes that I need to make, particularly on my backline. Gutsy, gutsy. It is gutsy, um, but Salah hasn't really done it for me, <coughs> to be honest with you. Like for thirteen point three million, um, I think is I think what six million is now is his value. If you go through what he's done recently, his last uh, he he's obviously he's had a few big scores, but then the last three weeks have been two two eight. And that's yeah. against Leicester, West Ham, Bournemouth. I mean, that's not good form mm. for a 13.6 million player. 
I think it's less Ponty if you have Mane to cover, which it looks like you do. And I think Gary has the same where he has Mane. Um, so it might, might work out. I don't know. I think the City being difficult to pick um, means that the fantasy this year is really quite interesting at this stage of the season because it's not like a template team. Like There's lots of variety and from week to week, uh, it can completely vary who gets the points that week. Um, so I think there's a, there's a lot up in the air at the moment um, over the next few weeks and it's difficult to pick a know which team is going to be the best one. Um, so, yeah, going Sterling Aguero might work, but then equally they could start rotating, they could lose a bit of form. Um, and, and I think Salah last week uh, against Bournemouth uh, was sufficiently close to scoring more than one goal, quite a lot, that it makes me think that I want to keep him just for the moment. I think he hit the crossbar. There's a couple of good saves. Um, yeah, he, he's still getting the chances. He just, I think he's had a bit of a, just a dry spell in front of goal. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, and of course, it could be that this week, Bamyang scores a hat-trick and everybody loves him again. So <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. Ooh, I hope that happens. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. <laughs> well, I think yeah, everyone's going to have this year. Yeah. If he's fit, everyone's going to put, put their captaincy on him. If him. they have him. Because uh, there aren't very many people who have both Aguero and Bamyang. So the Aguero owners will all be uh, sitting there laughing at the moment. And I don't think many people would make a transfer that big for one game week. Especially given that I think Duncan Duncan might. I think Duncan will, yeah. Um, but I think uh, also most of the people that have Aguero are people who would have backed City and therefore will have other City players as well. So it's not it's not nailed on that they would choose that as the player that they're going to replace. I'd find it amusing if Duncan didn't transfer in Aubameyang, um, and so he's the only one without Aubameyang captain as the Arsenal fan going into the next game week. Um, I suspect I've, I've already predicted a transfer now. <laughs> he'll, def- he'll definitely bring him in. He'll definitely bring him in for Firmino. Or he might bring in Lacazette. Yeah. Or Lacazette, yeah. Could do. Could do. It's play of his mind. Play of his mind. <laughs> he's, he's had a good, good couple of weeks. We need to uh, get him rattled. Do you know what he again. won't do? I, I, I can definitely tell you he won't bring in Aaron Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good shout. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds fairly safe. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I think that, that brings us to a close. Uh, so thanks, guys. I think it's time to sign off. So, Ben, why don't you sign off first? Uh, goodbye. And the only thing I hope for is Kalasinesh not scoring another own goal uh, this following week. <laughs> and Matt? Uh, farewell, and may the Nias drought continue. Uh, and farewell from me as well. I hope he did his, uh, his drought of losses continue. See what I've done there? It's really clever. <laughs>